Good afternoon and welcome to Beers and Band-Aids. I'm your host, Drew. Thanks for coming back. Welcome to episode 8. In just a few minutes, I'm going to play the raw audio of an interview I had with a few buddies from Southern Mass. But, well, you know, first thing is first. All right. So both of which have been medics for just over a year. One works for an EMS fire-based system and the other for a high-volume inner-city system. We had a great time down there at the Brewers Guild in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you haven't been down there, you should definitely go. They just opened up a brand new part of the building. They're serving food now. Uh, We had a really good time. I'm heading back there tonight, in fact, to interview James Boomhauer from Stay Fit for Duty. and We're going to be talking about uh, the overall mental health and survival of the public safety provider as a whole. So my interview with these guys went on for about a minute or two. It's about 44 minutes long, and a little longer than more, but we got carried away. I bet you cannot tell where the beer started to flow, though. I think my favorite sentence was when somebody had said something about having a pulmonary edema. I can't say for sure. I was having a little trouble saying a few words, but I wasn't tasting pennies or anything. So if you're out tonight at the Guild or uh, see us out there, stop by and say hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Sean Currents. <laughs> so without any further ado, please enjoy and remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and find us on Facebook. So outside right now is snowing like a bastard, and these guys drove 45 minutes up from, where do you call it again? South Coast Mass. South Coast Mass and Cape and Islands, right? Yeah. How's it going down there? It's awesome. It's dry January. Yeah, there's no snow. Yeah, very it's thankfully, dry. because it's there's nothing worse than working in Cold. Cold. Nothing worse. My yeah. tits are cold. Yeah, if it's going to be this cold, it should have like enough decency to snow two feet. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you can actually do activities outside. Yeah. So, Manny, how long have you been a paramedic? Uh, one year and f- three days. No kidding. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one year and three months. Ah, nice. So you're a senior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I boss him around. <laughs> so how's it going in school? Uh, it's going pretty good. I actually started growing a beard. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can see my yeah. You know, reality hit me pretty hard. The stress of the job, I've got a few grays going in. You know? <laughs> using hair club for old men. That's true. I've been That's using true. it for Just years. Just for men. Just for men. I've been using Beard it for grooming. years. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Pretty That's soon it'll slide good. off your head and start going back. I've already got wrinkles in my eyes. Yeah. After bags. five years of, you know, uh, unknown medical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unknown medical. Classic. It's like yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, res- respond to bullshit address for lithocysts. Yeah, and oh yeah. Come Cardiac back arrest. seven more times. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Especially if you have great dispatch like we do. Ours, they, I don't think any know how to read. <laughs> you got to heed the advice from the elders, you know. No no call is a BLS call. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> everything's everything You can Even always the toe pain times three weeks. Yes, oh. yes. Chronic. Oh, Chronic. oh, I had a lady ruin the Patriots game for me. As soon as it happened, right? At literally kick off. Go into overtime. <laughs> lady calls. Have to go mutually to a city of choice next to us and uh, walk up to the third floor. And she's like, I've had leg pain for the past two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow and I just can't make it. I'm like, I've had enough. Thank I've you. A- and by the way, I'm allergic <laughs> to everything but ketamine. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was like, okay, and then by the time I got to the hospital, the game was over. I was like, this is, so I missed the whole comeback. And it was, it was one of the greatest comebacks. Oh my God. I just was I will say it. I will definitely put this on on air as well. If they had not won that coin toss, 
Might probably, have been a different. Might oh, have been yeah. a different outcome. Yeah, I will agree. I you will can't agree. give the Mahomes ball. just wanted a chance. You can't give the ball to the greatest of all time. Just that whole game that for the whole, championship to go that to the is Super true. Bowl. That's true. You just can't do it. But you know the Steelers. I mean, uh, it's, uh, the Saints. The Saints got screwed. See, I th- everyone says that, but I don't think so. I think it was a good call. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice guys finish last. I think, yeah, it, yeah, I think it was. was I think it was well deserved. Oh God, that was just. <laughs> I mean, granted, I'd rather play the Rams than the than the Saints, but that was just. Oh. What is that called? Like even I loved that they did a Madden simulation, and even Madden <laughs> called it a penalty. It's like, what the hell is going on? Madden is better at refing than the actual refs. Everybody was better refing. It was yeah. it was amazing. You have two guys by themselves in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. The play is going here. Everybody can see it. Yeah, going. everyone's and watching. There is a ref three and a half inches away from that play. No call. And just yep. Yeah, nothing to see no, here. No, completely legal. Nothing to see here. It was like you ever see the John Goodman skit when he's on Saturday Night Live and he was the ref. No. If you hadn't Google it, I can't. I'm not gonna get in the whole thing, but <laughs> just watch it. It's, it's goddamn hilarious. <laughs> Dogs are getting along. So, uh, yeah, so, but after the dog fights are over, the cock fights begin. (laughs) It's pretty great. in the back corner, though. Yes. That's correct. So, do you just start a new job? Joe. I did. Yeah. Got a fire job. Yeah. Months back, yeah. I used to be a fire job. So, like, it's primarily EMS, and I'm going to be going to the fire academy in a few months, but. That's going to be fun. I mean, the main reason why I went to that job, there's, there's obviously different types of fire jobs, but. This job is fire and EMS, so I still get to ride the ambulance. Mm-hmm. And Best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Is there a good-sized department? Uh, yeah. There's uh, so we have 40 guys on the department. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah, That's decent Ten-man man shifts. Yeah. Do you do they run a squad? Is that why they have the uh, the ambulance? So they run three ambulances, um, and then they have three officers in chase cars. So they, we have three stations, so everybody's divided up. And then you have an engine in each station, and then one of the stations has a tower as well. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely, ha- and it's a pretty decent call volume, especially mm-hmm. in the summertime. It's a big summer town, so yeah. um, in the summertime, it definitely jumps up. So. That's cool. This is kind of like the slow part of the year, but mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, everything down there probably dies, like, right after fall. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice, though, because it gives me a chance to, like, get acclimated to the department and stuff. So by the time the summertime does come around, I'm not yeah. worried about this call volume. You know, I'm, I'm able to focus on my patients and not worry about, like, trying to find out the idiosyncrasies <laughs> of the department. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what's in here? Yeah. Man, you just started a new job, too. I did. Relative. I did. Down in South Coast, Mass. I mean, I can't relate to being a professional nozzle holder, like oh, my good friend uh, Joe here. <laughs> but I can say that, uh, you know, being a... Uh, typical ambulance driver you know when an ambulance calls <laughs> was my call of duty nice. so nothing beats waking up at two o'clock in the morning for your typical toe pain that's been going on for two weeks love this but uh we've Where got you get the bad dream call better than my bad haircut call that yeah that's, that's, that's wanted funny. the er to do something about her hair her hair like her hair style she got a haircut and, and she didn't like it so she freaked out so what did you what do you do for that? <laughs> Steve Schaefer. I tried to explain what her. I was do like, do I don't that? know what the hospital's going to do. And she's like, you need to take me to the hospital right now. And I was like, okay. What's weird is like, I had somebody call at 3 in the morning, uh, 4 in the morning, in a snowstorm, <laughs> for uh, three weeks of tooth pain. 
<laughs> you're not gonna. There's no dentist at the fucking ER. You're yeah. not gonna. You're not gonna see an oral surgeon. You need a dentist. Yeah. So he's like 19. He's standing in the snow. We roll up. We have the trucks in front of us, and they have the plow in the front of the pickup truck. So they get the snow out. Oh, you front. guys have snow removal prior to. That's nice. Well, we have snow removal, but we also we have a department pickup truck. Just falling into all yeah, the Yeah, fire police and, and, and the rescue, and then that moves whenever we need snow move. They can move, yeah. get us down the road in you know dire streets. Like remember last year, actually year before last, where it dumped, dumped like yeah. four feet of snow in mm-hmm. ten seconds. It was that storm. So we're there, and the kid is standing on his porch, and his mom is with him, and uh, he's nineteen. He's like, I have job pain. I was like, Yeah, you just today was a day. What Couldn't time take was it. this? <laughs> You couldn't take it. Today's Today. the day. Today's the day. This is wait. This is up. He's like, yeah, I just, it's just, you're not going to see a dentist. He's like, can my mom come with me? I'm like, she should fucking drive you. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> she can come. You want to put her in the front? I'm like, no problem. Just right this way, ma'am. And it was like, hey, you, you, you can't make it up. No one would believe you. They see it for themselves. Yeah. Like people who listen to this show, when they hear those calls, they're like, oh, I've been to that call. I've <laughs> been to that call a million times. Yeah. yeah call for the unknown medical and then you get there and the end company's like oh, I'm gonna step it up because we're doing CPR it's like oh that would be nice yeah, yeah. code 99 I will admit though uh, nothing makes me happier than seeing a patient who calls 911 I get it it's bullshit but if you at least meet me outside <laughs> I'm 50% mad at you yeah I'm mad oh no I'm 0% mad <laughs> I'm 0% mad 50, if I don't have the stairs I'm 50% somebody. mad that you called me at 2 o'clock in the morning for your chronic bullshit pain that has been going on nope. for like if a you, month if you it's meet me outside but thank I you for am... meeting me outside oh, that's great god. so you basically won't swear or hit the patient and you're gonna no. start a slow no. clap at oh the my god Correct. I come in playing like the national anthem over the over the <laughs> right. PA as I'm blowing up the scene if I see them sitting out or the early mornings you know uh, unresponsive not breathing oh, and yeah. then you walk in and it's a deal way and then you just walk out and say that would have been a shitty code. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so true. It's like the harshest thing to say it in is, the world, but it it's is, so true. Where you're is. like, thank God I didn't have you to know. beat the shit out of this 65-pound, 104-year-old. Right. Yeah. Thank after God a I didn't have night. to do that. Codes are violent as hell. They're violent. It's like you I live feel your like whole everyone life. that you get back are like people that shouldn't. Like that shouldn't. Two cardiac arrests side by side. Mm-hmm. Exhibit A, you have like a 40-year-old male who ended up just passing out at a family dinner, CPR initiated right away. You don't get him back. But the 200-year-old woman yep. <laughs> that's on dialysis with yeah. COPD, CHF, everything, yeah. and then you like literally have starting compressions going through the motions, and then you get freaking Rosk. Like, yeah. that's the stuff that you're just like, how? Why? What, yeah, right. what is going that's on? That's right. Because there's a reason that, that person lived to yeah. that age, and there's a reason the 40-year-old's dying. <laughs> like, it's like, because they're not going to see 80. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. Now, you're in a high-volume system. Very high-volume system. Um, right now, we've already, we're at... Top 30 in the even, country, right? We are not even uh, at the end of January. January ends tomorrow. We're already at, last I checked, when I left work yesterday morning, we're at 350 calls on our truck alone. Just your truck. Just my mm-hmm. truck alone. That's uh, fun. Last year we did just shy of five thousand calls. Just on your my truck. truck. Just your truck. My truck. What did your department do? Because um, we're gonna shock numbers. Um, How many calls you run, bro? I, I'd have to check to be honest with you, but it's up in, into the mid twenties. <laughs> you know, it's only hard jobs that actually does that. Like, oh yeah, wait from which call volume? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> so, it's so true. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. 
so it's a very it's a very busy it's a very busy system mm-hmm. um, I was lucky enough for the first time in close to a year we did a one call and that was at 7.30 the other night and I slept the rest of the night Jesus. You gotta that was a miracle. That. You gotta love those. That was a miracle. I set yeah. my alarm for six thirty in the morning the next day to wake up. Yeah. Screw changes at seven. And uh, hearing the fire crew go out and waiting for that alarm to send the medical rescue along with the fire crew, that alarm didn't come, so we slept all night. That's the best. Seven thirty. That's the best. Seven thirty being the last that, time that, that was one, one and only. That call. one time a year where yeah. you hear the engine company leave. Honestly, and you that don't may have be to. the only Correct. time in your career that that happens. No, no. Well, I mean, it's the second time in the department, in this department, that it's happened. That's awesome. So I'll take that. I'll accept that. Yeah. What about you guys? You guys, Tom? Uh, the two jobs I have, both. Well, one of them does about five thousand. The other one does just under five thousand. Nice. So it's not like. Horrendous, but now I end up relative. I end up working, you know, hundred hours a week, so I end up getting my calls in that way. So yeah, and it's also relative. I mean, I've worked high volume systems and slow systems, and where I work now is like a good mix between mm-hmm. the two. You know, I, you know, uh, we talked before. You know, I will agree. That's with a big thing, though, with our jobs. It's like making sure that you're taking care of yourself too. You do because it's important. A lot of people who don't. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like. I mean, as time goes on, I mean, I think of that, I mean, I, I've been in EMS for, it's going to be nine years this year, so um, when I started out, I wasn't taking that many bariatric patients. I feel like over 75% of the patients I'm taking now are oh, bariatric. Yeah. Typical Americans, like, you mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's so like, you, yeah, you really have to, you, you have to make sure that you're staying in somewhat of shape. I mean, just doing a little bit of cardio or whatever, because, I mean, I, I, I know two guys that are, that are out, out on back injury right now. Well, I mean, it's important. You have to lift as fast as possible only with the back. I mean, yeah. jerking motions. Take, take your legs back. completely out of the equation. Then you know. You're just yeah. going to fall. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. YOLO. You only live once. Yeah. That's, that's the model. Exactly. Your back is back pain forever. That's it. You got to do it quick and easy. In and out. Boom. So do you think you have your dream job? Hell no. Heck no. <laughs> yeah, no it does. I'm on my countdown. Nine years left of this career. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah? Straight up. Oh, yeah. I took. I went to medic school, knowing that from the time that I get my medic, I have nine years. I have. I would have ten years to figure out my actual career before I stop doing paramedicine. Uh-huh. And by stop doing paramedicine, I mean not. Let me rephrase that. Not completely stop, but to not make it my primary career. Uh-huh. I love the job. Mm-hmm. I like waking up in the morning, working with a crew that I go into work with. Um, my supervisors, my partner, great people. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, the calls are bullshit, but when you have a good crew, they're not bullshit. You know. Yeah, you can have fun wherever. You go. Exactly, you can have fun. Um, but it's been a year since I've been a medic. I have nine years left. Now you're trying to figure before. out what you're gonna do, Correct. or like. So now so I'm no now gearing what. towards uh, critical care. Oh, there you go. That is my that is my. Yeah, end so med- you're gonna stay in medicine. I'll be in medicine. Okay. My, whether it's critical care paramedic or critical care nursing, um, that remains to be seen. But mm-hmm. most likely the nursing. Yeah, when you started the conversation, with, it almost sounded like you were like, I got nine years and then fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm not doing <laughs> any of this paramedic bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Nine to five job, yeah, live a boring go home, lifestyle, go home, go home, home kids, have like five deal. great suits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start throat singing on 146 at the yeah. rest areas. Exactly. So. <laughs> 
But uh, what but about yeah, you, Jim? Nine years. Oh, I'm the complete opposite. I can, I literally, I, it is upsetting to me. Like when you get a fire job, you know, you got to do it 32 years or whatever. Yeah. I literally, I am upset to know that I only have that, that there's a mandate that you have to get out at a certain point. Like yeah. I, 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 I mean, that right forearm is only going to last so long. Yeah. And that you nozzle. Know, <laughs> you're only going to, you're only going to no, be able no, to no, take no. it so long. 32 no, I, years of freaking I, holding that right nozzle, I, that right forearm. I hold that at 60 years old, I'm still on the ambulance. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love every time. I love Shit. going to calls and you end up thinking it's going to be complete nonsense and you show up and it is it's a complete, shit show. Just, just I love you, shit show. Yeah. You know my medical I love, it, I, I love it. I love it where, because a call can flip like we that. We got called the other night for a uh, guy who's slashed his own throat. Mm-hmm. And we get up there and we couldn't get the gloves on fast enough. We're like, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome. Now I'm going to crank this guy. Because <laughs> we have quick cranks now. We just got him. And I was like, I'm going to be the first one to use this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going in. And then we get there, and it just basically turns out this guy took a bunch of zip ties and tied them around his neck and was trying to kill himself with the zip ties. And failed. He was doing a great job. He only failed because we showed up. And he was oh. like, they, you know when you put a zip tie really tight, you can't mm-hmm. even get your hands in. He yeah, was yeah, not yeah. getting this off. There was nothing around him. There was no shears. There was no mm-hmm. knife. He didn't have a knife on him. He was not getting this thing. Now, did I mean, he change his of, mind once you showed up? And you were like, "Please get this then, off of me," or was no, he? No, he had he a was like, upset. he had a purple head. He oh, was, he was nice, going nice. out. So we, they, they, engine company cuts cuts the zip tie off his neck, and I'm looking down. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, man. So then we checked out. I mean, he was bleeding like crazy, but it was mm-hmm. basically just because the zip ties cut into right. his neck. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he was I, looking I, I, to do it. Most people, and the only reason he we found him is because his mother stopped by. Oh no shit! Yeah, he was he was in his late thirties. Hadn't his mother stopped by, we never would have known. Mm-hmm. He was going to do this. Yeah, yeah. And I, not only that, when you do that, he's torturing himself. Like he hates himself. Oh yeah. yeah. Otherwise, he, he would have taken some he pills. He didn't have a change drink. of heart though after after you guys cut the zip ties off. <laughs> no. Oh wow. So no, no. He was because I, I had a guy. Same, same he played possum after that. He was like, hey, what happened? I was like, well, you tried to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? I said, well, the I last thing you told that. me is you said your daughter got taken away from you and you wanted to kill yourself. That's what you said when we woke up and cut the zip tie off you. I, I had a prisoner that did that. Same same type of thing. Like, he, like, was he was cutting his neck on the bar or whatever in the, in the prison. And uh, I'm like, what happened, man? He's like, got a bad phone call from my lawyer. He's like, I had three nonviolent felonies. They're gonna try and give me life, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay. And he's like, man, I really regret that. I have three kids, blah blah blah. Like, yeah. He's like, and he had a complete change of heart. He he felt awful, but he was really close. He was getting it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's yeah. crazy. We've go. We how many psych calls do you guys do? Tons, oh, right? Oh yeah. I feel those have ticked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this time of year though, it's also kind of tough. Like around the holidays was bad. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I worked a full moon shift the other day, and I don't want to sound superstitious because I hate that shift, but like, it was a bad, it, it was a really bad overnight, and I was just like, God damn it. Like, I know I it's a full moon, night, I know it's not supposed to matter, but what the fuck? We did five crazy people, and it was just, and like, that shit, like, this was one, the of them was, one of them was Sunday. Having, yeah, last Sunday, I believe. Was it last Sunday? Superman, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, like one guy was like completely not, yeah. not on this planet anymore, and I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. Like the full moon is actually, this is actually happening. Cause I know like the nurses kind of joke about like in the ER, oh it's a full moon tonight, ha ha ha. Yeah. I'm like oh, I don't buy that, and yeah, well you know when you do nine calls in an overnight, you're like, okay, I, I 
I believe in them now. <laughs> <Do> you, <Yep. coughs> excuse me. Do you guys have an excited delirium protocol where you like two a Haldol? I mean, two of Ativan, five of uh, Haldol. You give we're, ketamine. We're pretty open. We don't have. We ketamine don't have ketamine where we work. Where you have ketamine in mass? No. It's our, a it's a med control med control option. So like if yeah. the if the service option. The service yeah. option. I'm sorry. Service option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the private side, we have our supervisor vehicle that has ketamine stocked in the vehicle. Yeah. If we request it. I don't believe uh, they've used it yet, though. I don't think they've on the truck. I, I mean, they only recently went on the truck, um, but I don't believe they've used it. Honestly, the... It's great for I, burns. I, oh, yeah. Burn I mean, it's, it's yeah. honestly, it's great for a lot of things. I, and I feel like I, I, had a, I had a bad psych patient, and literally that was the first thing that the doctor ordered when we got into the ER. Yeah. So. And you wouldn't think so, too, because it shares like almost all the properties of PCP. Yeah. You figure, like, oh, well, they're... Well, it's they're, because of the different dose... Yeah. The different dose ranges... <laughs> with um, you know, because you, you have the pain relief dose, you have the dissociative phase, which is what the people in Russia love to you know, party with, Damn Russia. and then you have the sedation phase where you're just out cold but still breathing. So, I mean, that's I mean, I think that's the scary part about people trying to use ketamine where yeah. we are because you know, guys are afraid like if they end up underdosing, that they're gonna end up having somebody that. Is when, just associated yeah, with so like, you know. Oh, they lick the fucking windows. I mean, it literally. <laughs> you you trip balls. You trip balls. You trip balls. My buddy say he gave me this guy, and he was in his 70s or whatnot. He gave him, I don't like giving ketamine to older people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gave me ketamine. And, uh, he said, the guy looks at me, he's like, am I, a, am I on the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> They're in the truck. He's like, am I on the ceiling? He goes, I, f- I feel like I'm on the ceiling. He's like, no, no, you're not in the ceiling, man. You're, you're good. You're good. What was it for? You sure I'm not in the ceiling? Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know what the call was for, but I remember that's what he said. The the, uh, the guy said to him. So that's I had why a like, I feel like fentanyl's a little safer to get to an elderly person. You could. Oh, I love fentanyl. Because fentanyl, 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 you're gonna take away the pain. I start pain with toradol. I start toradol on everybody. Like, if, if it's you know, if there's like hip pain, if you have uh, angulated fracture, kidney you stones, have whatever. It's really good. I mean, if you have those right. really bad injuries, then you go to the fentanyl and go to the fentanyl button for like gout, toe pain, knee pain, back pain, flank pain, mm-hmm. tort. Yeah. Especially if you have it, that sprain. That's what they give. That's like what that. they give in the ER all Tor. the freaking time. It's, great. But it's like wanna, Tylenol and steroids. But people like to superhero that shit and be like, "Well, I have ketamine, so my, why don't I just give ketamine?" Like, well, because you shouldn't have yeah. skipping, you, skipping. You shouldn't a, have a 15-year-old who D. rolled his ankle at a wrestling tournament, tripping his fucking nuts off on the way to the hospital. Because <laughs> yeah. now you're fighting him. Yeah, it's not good. It's, it's not good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we have the the option. We can give pretty much whatever we want. We, we have, have same thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we can give Haldol first set. I ketamine. Two of Adamant and five of Haldol for the crazy. With Benadryl. Believe it or not, oh, Benadryl yeah. 50, that, and then, then you, yeah, you put all three together. I mean, like I, I had it's a the guy. Asshole cocktail. I had a guy that was trying to jump off a bridge, jumping into traffic, blah blah blah. Cops showed up. They called us. They had three cops on top of them, handcuffed. Fought us all the way to the hospital. He took way too much crystal meth. And the second that we walked into the ER, like he, once we had him restrained, he was fine. But like once we got into the ER, he started freaking out again. Yeah. They gave him 50 of Benadryl, two of Haldol, I mean, uh, five of Haldol, two of Adivirsid. Uh, oh, two of Versed. Yeah. yeah. And just freaking. We don't carry Adivan anymore. Yeah. We carry Versed and Fenton. All right. As, as standing. Yeah. Um, I think they just did that, benzo, though, to, I mean, like, like streamline it. it, you know, because then you have one Benzo, one narcotic. 
I mean, you could definitely get into such a a, 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 a debate about medication. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you talk about presses, when you have Levo, or Levo oh fed, yeah, and then you have like vasopressors. But it's crazy you because dopamine. you can have you can it's have like, these 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 studies come out and they're like, oh, you know, like the terrible. negative negative personification of Levofed, you know, like that, them saying, oh, leave them dead. You know, only people yeah. that are gonna you're gonna kill them if you give them Levofed, and it's like. No, like that's and actually, you, and then like, and then they changed their mind because I was like, well, that, what, eight look, years if, ago, if you they look got at, rid of it. If you look at most of the critical care services, mm -hmm. that is the main line of what they carry. Yeah, like leave a fed. They have yeah. dopamine, they have vaso, but they mm -hmm. like leave a fed. Mm -hmm. Like they give that to everybody. He should have been here, but he's working. Mm -hmm. he probably flew over here. Um, <laughs> he would float three presses on a single patient. He'd give him vaso, levo, and dopamine in the same patient. Jesus during wow. the flight, That's just trying to keep these talk fucking about people mm -hmm. But I mean, does he, but they did a, the, uh, the the Vasic study with uh, vasopressin and levofed using for synergetic uh, effects, and it's just they're getting crazy responses because Epi is a shitty drug. It has shitty side effects, and that's pretty and much it, all and it doesn't we have. fucking work. Right. So if you can give vasopressin and then get them alive, and they get their pressure socks, and then give them levo, and then you use them both, it. There's something to be said there. I, I haven't read enough. I, I definitely can't speak intelligently enough about it yet, mm -hmm. yeah. but I will. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our our average transport time to the hospital is five minutes. Yeah. You know, now, do you believe that five-minute transport's uh, too short not to treat? No. Hell no. Oh, God. Because uh, patient, everything because, at the because patient treatment should be at the bedside. Yeah, exactly. On, a, on an average call, on an average ALS call. Stabilize the um, transport. Uh, we do everything at the bedside, including monitor blood sugar usually, with the exception of, of an IV, within reason. Yeah. Within reason of the vital signs. Uh, I'm a big proponent of 12 lead monitor vital signs at the bedside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the majority of the patient, that seems within yeah. If within you have reason. like a call of weakness, if you've weakness. got a call of... Yep. Anytime Lethargy, they say weakness, weakness can be literally goddamn yeah. anything. Yeah, alter mental status, yeah. shortness of breath, chest pain. I think um, a lot of people, as you know, the end stemmings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of... There, there is a lot of providers that do not know what that is. Yeah. That do not know that you can have an MI without having SD elevation and Correct. look at the 12 I feel go, like that's just a gap know, in education though. Well, because they look at one thing, one piece, and that's yeah. it. I mean, mm -hmm. how many times does the monitor tell you what this thing is and you look at it and you go, no, yeah. no, that's oh, yeah. you read, You read the STEMI, you read the, the dummy strip and it says yeah. meets SD segment exactly. yeah, 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 criteria. criteria. And you're like looking at it and you're like, that's fucking artifact. Anterior infarct. Yeah. yeah. Right. Acute inferior but infarct. I've also, you're looking I, at it, you're I, like, I, I mean, I do have to say, I mean, I don't know what monitors you guys are using, but the I feel Zoli like the series. Okay. We okay. use the life so, packs. Yeah, life packs, life packs are, are pretty spot on. I mean, I think they say they guarantee like 95% accuracy. Mm -hmm. If it says that it meets STEMI criteria, it will, it will, so it only misses 5% of but I think some of the problem is that it doesn't read patient history. So you Correct. can have somebody who's got five stents, yeah. two heart attacks, and a zipper. Yeah, and they yeah, yeah, have, yeah. and they're on beta blockers, so yeah. they're gonna have QT prolongation. Yep, they're gonna yep. have LVH. They're gonna have and the all these things, and they're gonna have blocks. Yeah. You know, and it's gonna say these people have all this stuff. We're like, well, yeah, they do, but the patient's not. There's no problem. <laughs> but it, it's not. It's not often that you see newer medics that don't treat off what the television says, because the the, oh, the education no. you gotta, gap. You gotta. You gotta. Is, is my question is. Uh, this is going to be a simple question, but how often are you doing manual blood pressures? I do them every time almost. I do them. I would say to further that, like, 
lung sounds. Like you're oh, talking yeah. about SpO2, end title. Like I like end title way more than I like SpO2, especially when we're talking about sepsis. Yep. But I feel like especially like respiratory arrest, yeah, respiratory compromise. Yeah, here, but like I feel like a lot of people. I was on a respiratory call the other day, and I asked my partner like while I was trying to start the line, "Hey man, can you get grab me a set of lungs?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, they're clear." And I can hear the guy wheezing, and I'm like, "No, they're not." And he's like, "Yeah, no, you listen, man." So then I listen, I'm like, "Dude, these are rails like all day." <laughs> You know what and I mean? that's and what it's you just have to like, battle. And this guy's been a medic for seven years, and I'm like, come on, man. Only like, seven, and he's like that? Yeah. Seven years? Yeah, yeah so you just, can't be no. like that at seven. So, like, he, he just, you know. I can see if you there for like 30 years, you're like, but yeah, he also But he also only listens to the front. Anterior, uh, so. I don't understand why it's like, when did it become like stroke to do your job? Posterior, you can hear way better. Everything. You can Everything. hear way better on posterior. I get it, like, like auscultating abdominal sounds, auscultating lung sounds. When did that become stroker? When did listening to lung sounds be the same thing as wearing the fucking Batman belt? Yeah. When is like when is having an O2 wrench on your on your on your waist oh, God, I the same thing the as oh did you auscultate the lungs? Yeah. Oh, fuck you, stroker. I ain't doing yeah. that. Like all right, well that's the doctor assesses like yeah I'm hearing rails in his lung sounds. Uh, I think he's becoming pulmonary edema. Let's put him on bypass. There you go. There you go. Just give him a little nitro. Right. But it just well, so happened probably not that nitro. he was becoming... He probably doesn't have the greatest blood pressure. It, was just, it just so happened that he was becoming a Demetrius Let's finish that jet. At the hospital. Yeah. You know, versus out in the field. Yeah. So you have you have that. So what about reassessment of your patients? Do you actually do that? I do. Absolutely. Especially the, anybody that's even... The bullshit patients? Anybody no. that's slightly oh, unstable. But, I mean, so, like, oh, yeah. I, I find that there's a lot of guys that end up... They're sitting behind the patient. They call right their report. CMED report. They're typing. Like, I don't like doing that. I like sitting on the side of them like, no, you have like an 80-year-old woman. Yeah. Right. You realize how scary it must be for her to be in the back of an ambulance? She's like, especially like the first time, first time shopper mm-hmm. where they're Correct. just like, the they've never, never been in an ambulance before. Doesn't show up on your, doesn't what show up on your image. Yeah, that, what the hell you know? is going on? <laughs> like, you're, you're like, she, that's got to be scary for her. I don't think it's right to not sit no. on the side of them. And like, not to mention like people can end up dying on the ride oh, they really? called an ambulance for something so yeah. like I like sitting on the side of them talking to them making sure they're comfortable watching their vitals and stuff I mean like some guys pull the monitor off a little bit quicker than I do I feel like still because I'm young I, I leave the monitor on them a little bit I bring longer it than I would the, like depending on the patient depending on the patient oh no the anybody the unstable I leave them on the monitor yeah, the they go any cardiac patient which is and then it blows my mind like when I'll have like a bad cardiac patient and then I'm leaving them on the monitor and then the ER get into the ER and then they don't put them on the monitor right away and I'm like no can you please like can you do that because they've been Bradyan down to like 30 can you please yeah you know I have pads on this patient can you just get them on the monitor right now <laughs> you so, just put them in the hallway yeah, yeah. they'll be all right so uh well yeah we had I, a reassessment uh, is probably one of the most important well, things. especially yeah. for your stroke patients last thing oh, you need is to walk into the hospital with your pants down oh yeah because you called in a report yeah this and this and this about a stroke patient whatever it is critical patient and that was five minutes ago. Yeah, well, I've had that, five I've minutes. Had that, I've had that happen. And, and you then, never reassess the patient. Yeah, you got to re-up. And then if something changes, you got to make that phone call. Yeah, right. no, I, I call back. I call back when I call. If I call in too early, like, I mean, usually try to give them, like, a heads up ten minutes out. Yeah, yeah. But if they shit the bed between when I called in and afterwards, yeah. I call the hospital back and yeah. be like, hey, that, that priority three is a priority one. Now. We, we had a lady that we just took, and she was 58 years old, no history, no meds, no anything. She's teaching a class. And she starts going fucking sideways and just blah, 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 blah. 
blah, blah. So one of the students went and got the nurse. The nurse came in and said, is everything okay? And she's like, blah, blah, blah. Wasn't making any fucking sense. <laughs> couldn't talk. She had dysarsia. She couldn't get any yeah. words out. Uh, so they brought her down, called us. We get up there. And she had resolved completely by the time we get there. And talking to her, she's making perfect sense. But she Hardcore TIA? The thing is, what did, she didn't want to go. Oh, like I'm feeling of course, fine. the I people feel, that don't want to go are the ones that I feel go. like I'm good. I feel like I can go back to my class. Right. What about the way the cadence of how I just spoke? How comfortable would that make you? She's like, I am fine. I I can go back to right. my class. No one talks like that. Uh, no one talks like that. Yeah. So she's got like pauses. And I said, so you, are you speaking the way you're talking to? Area, right? Yeah. Are you speaking the way you should be speaking? She's like, I sound fine. Like, I am a robot. Right. <laughs> like, Correct. Sonically, you you're, you got some shit, some issues, but she wasn't able to get words out. Fast. So you feel like you just can't get a word out fast enough. And she's like, yes. Well, you need to come with me. Lames was zero by the bedside. But well, still, by the, still, by the school side at the school. Lames was zero. Get her into the truck. I make the uh, I I call in because I didn't. She yeah. was a little bit. Something about her just those patients that make your hair stand mm-hmm, up. Yeah. She was one of them. So I'm just sitting there I'm doing a little bit of typing, send it in so I could we do a PTS which is computer based. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, which I'm, I think you guys have that's that's another that's thing great. that Rhode Island kinda knocks it out of the park with, with the PTS that's system awesome. because it's the hospital yeah. already knows what's coming in. Yeah, you know, and, and you don't have yep. to deal with it. You can just abbreviate. Yep. Like, you know, patient sucks. <laughs> Here it comes. Just get security ready. <laughs> exactly. You know. Or like this is a great candidate for the waiting room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that will come up. You should never write that. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm kind of looking at the monitor. I'm looking at her. And now I see she's kind of braiding down a little bit. It's like, all right, well, that's not bad. Maybe that's just a whatever. And Quick then I look clip, to see yeah. the probe and make sure everything's fine and stuff like that. And then I come around her. And when I'm done, I'm like, all right, I'm listening to your heart, your lungs, and everything. I look at her and she's got a five millimeter pupil and a two millimeter pupil. I'm like, you see me okay? Do you have any blurred vision? Do you have any diplopia? Did an entire eye exam. She had no extra movement, but it, when you took the object away, mm-hmm. she lost it. And when you put it here, her eyes never didn't even come close to correct. Right. No really? stayed straight. So she had she had problems. So she had compression because she had dilation and constriction one, but she had accommodation. Mm-hmm. Both eyes moved right together. Just not and able now to. I'm looking at her and now they're just doing this. Alright, give me a grasp. She can't grasp the other hand. It's like, put your finger up. How old is this patient? Touch 58. Said, touch your nose. Touch your nose. Okay, touch the top of my finger. Put a hold the finger in front of her. She does that. Touch your nose. Then you move. Touch my finger. Touch my finger. It's like proprioception. Correct. She could do that, but it was very weak. And then I asked her to do it with the right hand, and she just, one of these things. And I was like, okay. Call the hospital back. I'm like, yeah. She has a lambs of three at this point. Code stroke. So she gets to the hospital. We're in the ED fully resolved so she's weak on one side but she fully resolved at that point so I know the doctor I said doc I'm telling you I had a lambs of zero but she was having issues speaking she was she she had dysphagia she was dysphagia she couldn't get the words out and then she resolved and then I reassessed her and then she's a lambs of three now she has a lambs of zero so they brought her back we went right to CT because when we bring things in they tend to listen to mm-hmm. us right so we bring the patient back and then he sent me an email um, like six hours later they said well I just wanted you to know she never uh, had symptoms again she never had any deficits or anything like that but her scan did reveal on CT that there was nothing there so we put an MRI in the morning and it showed out that she had a, uh, a left-sided uh, she had a stroke 
she'd had a, a blockage deep, 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 deep in the frontal cortex of her brain. Hey, my first cardiac arrest. He's on a PB truck, but it's not a 911 primary truck. So my so my first arrest was in the city, and that was all new to me. I'm like, oh shit, okay, is that how you do it? Fine. Second cardiac arrest. All right, cool. Kind of no stuff. Third cardiac arrest. Boom. Easy. Knocked that out of the park. Consistent. Boom, boom, boom. Well, I think the first the first well, time you go to a cardiac arrest. First time you go to a cardiac arrest. It's it's it is definitely flustering because you're like. Oh my God! What's the monitor saying? What, what are we doing? And yeah. then, and then after, oh yeah, like, before you pop that you've chair, had, when you go there the first time. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I, I was lucky because I had a lot of codes as an EMT, but I mean, as a medic, I mean, still the first time as a Dude, medic. Difference I, when they turn to you and be like, okay, what do you want to do? Oh well, yeah. So I was lucky because I was with two of my best friends on my first cardiac arrest. Nice. And, and they were they gonna were, cover for you when you they killed this were, woman. Well, because like and they I was, would totally I was cover just, for you. I was using was flustered. And on the same I was I was flustered. I was like trying to do everything. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do the tube and put the patient on the monitor. And they're no, like, you can't dude, do one task. Yeah. Spread one it out. thing. Spread it Stop. out. So it, it it definitely that was that was my tough thing because I'm like, oh my god, I'm the medic. This is my tech. It is. It can be nerve wracking so, when you because people look so, at it. So and like, then as time as time has gone on, I mean, I have had not the best of luck with codes, but. Definitely. No one has the best electric codes. They're just—I feel like they've just been uh, travesties. Yeah, they are. They're—they're they're awful. Most people think it's like television. We're like, oh, and I don't awake. like my, my least know. favorite thing that I've experienced as a medic is having a patient die in front of me. That's my least oh, worst yeah. thing <laughs> because you're like, they were breathing, they were fine when I picked them up, and now, yeah. now they're. Now I can't wait to, to see my grandkids tomorrow. So Thanks, Joe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> that was one of those where I call, we called CMED as one thing, called CMED back uh, a little while longer. We've had and a said, hey, we've had uh, change. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, patient went from not the best stable to completely dead. So, that's awesome. So you're gone in nine years. You're gonna stay. Oh yeah, no, I will. I will never. You're never leaving. I don't think I. I can't imagine myself doing anything else. If I did remember to ask you this, since you've been on a year, what is the one thing you wish you had known before you got out of paramedic school that somebody should have told you? Documentation, probably. I think that. Documentation. I, oh my God. Yes. Absolutely. Really? Documentation. I feel like when I was in class, I. If I, I went back the other day just as a joke to look at what my reports looked like when I first started out, <laughs> and it's kind of like laughable. I'm like, well, why did I write that? Yeah. And I, I think that that's just a big thing because that's a big thing that's every, you do every day, and yeah. you just don't think about the importance of it while you're in class. I think another thing is that when I was in class, I was so fixated on trauma because you know there was a whole book on trauma. It's the fun stuff. And that's but like it's trauma is pretty easy to treat it's they're Stupid all pretty easy. much the same thing i and i think that uh i wish i would have learned a little bit more about stemmies um but i mean it, you know I, I try and read up on ekgs a lot i i've caught three pe's from uh s1 q3 t3s so oh did you oh yeah yeah nice. it's been a good time shit works yeah it does, does. I had one that showed that wasn't there initially, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like this guy would, de it definitely is presenting like a PE. In the truck, he did a repeat 12 lead because I always reassess, and boom, caught it. one q 3 t 3 that way. So, it's. But I'm also like, I'm fishing for him, so I feel like that's why I keep on finding him. Yeah, I look for it too. When you hear but, those like those, those little diamonds in the rough, you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. I want to see that sign. Or you want to like a Kerr Turner sign? Yep. You're like I want to see that. Or, yeah. I mean, not a, a Gray Turner sign. Oh, the, the Gray uh, Turners, yeah. Yeah, Gray yeah. Turners or. 
What about you? What was the one thing you wish you had known before you got out of paramedic school? Somebody should have told you this. That nothing in class is what it seems when it comes to the real world. Absolutely. Yo, not at all. Nope. You mean those mannequins aren't real? It's <laughs> nope. not real enough for you, you wouldn't get it. Nope. EMS is a whole different ball game when you're studying it in school versus when you're out on the street. Yeah. So like when you're in school you're focused more on like the, the skills that you're gonna be doing you're gonna be doing every day. Like like I feel like I stressed IVs way more. Like when I was in school and like now like if I miss an IV it's not even a big like I did my buddy ran the numbers the other day. Like I did over two hundred IVs at one of my jobs. Like I and I'm pretty good at IVs. I'm confident in it. And yeah. I feel like in school there was such a stress I'm like, oh man, like I need to make sure I'm gonna that's just a skill. Did you do a chevron? You just, yeah, yeah, like, that's the bullshit. Hashtag never like, forget. It's just so stupid. Like, and then and I feel like. One thing you'll never see outside of school is yeah. a fucking chevron. But, like, when you're in the I, field, like, you're, you know, the biggest thing that you need to real like, you're always going to be learning more stuff, but I feel like the stuff that I focus more on now is the stuff that I don't do every day. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I read up on PDs a lot because oh, the PDs tons. are stressful. Yeah. And um, pediatric like, medicine, medicine I had doses. Four the other PD day, calls in 24 hours in my city. Yeah, and, and that that's never have I like I'll go months without having one. You put kid. IVs in your kids? Um, I tried for one on this kid, and that's because he was sick. Um, but we weren't able to. But, so the, but most of the times you don't. Tiny most of the times I don't put an IV on the kid because he's fairly, they're fairly hemodynamic unstable. I mean, yeah. stable. Um, You're better off of, just rushing them, them to the hospital. Them. But that's yeah. the thing, like, even three of them were febrile seizures where they were sick for a couple of days, yeah. had a febrile seizure, and now they're acting appropriately. Which is great. I mean, which is them. great. Yeah. Which is great. Vital signs are great. Everything is great. Mm -hmm. If the kid looks sick to me, if he looks pale, you get in a line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going for a line. I'm going only for one line, and I'm, you know, I'll give him my shot. But um, yeah, and then like I've always said, like, you always say like, "Hey, is you, this gonna hurt you?" Like, yeah, it is. Don't waste time thing, on though. scene to try and thing. get a line on those. You kids. tend to depending on what it is, though. You you kind of have to. Well, well yeah, if, if pressure if support. Yeah, yeah. If you know, if you've got a kid that is, you know, out of that window of age of seizure. You know, I understand that you can aerosolize medicine, but you mm -hmm. still have the to get pressure support. Efficient, I had a friend. You still I, have to get pressure support, um, so you I'm, still should get, still try I to get those lines. Yeah. A coworker. But there's a huge thing they're going through right now with peds and the um, 30 minute CPR. Like the, they're not advocating for kids. Well, the, the hospital doesn't want you to stay on the scene for 30 minutes, even though the data says that it, 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 it works. It's a hindrance by it, moving the patient. It works to do, to stay there and play for 30 minutes, but people can't stand seeing a tiny kid that you're coding for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you like, the, the room over here has wheels on it. Why aren't yeah. you just right. going to the fucking hospital? Yeah. Well, because if we move the patient, we increase oxygen demand and we, it, it's statistically proven that it's better if you stay. Mm -hmm. Correct. But it's emotionally tough, so they're having yeah. a big thing with the protocol. In Rhode so Island. they're trying to fight that with kids. The doctors are trying to fight the thirty-minute on scene time, saying like, just bring them to the hospital. You can't do anything. You need to bring them to the hospital. We're trying to tell them like, no, you don't have to bring them to the hospital. Stay on scene for thirty minutes and let's get Rosk. Right. Then we'll go to the hospital. Nobody is getting Rosk and then getting refusals. That's Correct. not a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, well, little Billy. Well, no, he was dead. No, we got Rosk. Okay, wait 10 more minutes. Yeah. Okay, right. yep. Okay, here, just, just sign take here. everything yeah. out. Pull all the lines and take the tube out of his mouth. Hey, mommy, sign right here, please. Yeah. Like, no one's doing that. Right. You're still in the hospital, but do the best you can. The problem is you have such a scale in provider of like, holy shit, I can't believe you know how to fucking read, to please calm down, Mr. Hawking. 
Like mm-hmm. you, you, you have all these things where you can be too aggressive and not aggressive enough. But I always say you can't be too aggressive. With, with an arrest, yeah. Yeah, and aggressive doesn't mean just giving every medicine in the goddamn truck because you can't. Aggressive means like doing everything right for the patient yes. and yes. not and withholding the medication. Having judgment to end up backing yeah, it's like, up I'm your not thought process. Versus, yeah, that is a sick Less kid. That is a very sick kid. Yeah, but honestly, you try the line, that kid's going to start crying. The kid's going to bagel himself out. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's going to Brady down. Now what's going to happen? Now you're going to be dealing with a very sick, sick kid. No, and that's on. really good. That so, is so commendable knowing, because knowing, you have to... Mitigate Correct. those risks, but knowing that just little that little minutia Correct. of like I'm going to increase oxygen demand, I'm yeah. going to piss this kid off, and mm-hmm. I'm going to increase the heart rate, yep. I'm going to increase oxygen demand on the myocardium, and this kid is going to peter out. And be like, yeah. does yeah. he need an IV? Yeah, he he he, he needs an IV, but, but rather, doesn't need one right now. No, and then it's no. really good. For Let him get a little bit paramedic for a year, knowing the difference between that thing yeah. is yeah. knowing when to withhold and when not to. Yeah. Right. Sounds like you had a hell of instructor. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know who that was. Though. I'm still looking you, for that guy. I haven't probably, seen him in a while. Probably deserves money or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. probably. Him some I heard he's somewhere out and around doing a podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to be a hero or something, <laughs> selling merchandise, molding the young minds of the future, yeah. <laughs> swearing yeah. at people one page at a time. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap it up here, man. Thanks for listening, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I know it's been a while since we had one of these out. Apologize for that. There was some technical difficulties. Um, enjoy the rest of your night. And what do I always say at the end of every episode? Shit, you said that last episode and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Try uh, to have some fun out there. Yeah, that, oh, that's <laughs> It's literally just people's lives. <laughs> <laughs>